Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Today, I've got something special in store for you, an exclusive flashback episode. These interviews, which I'll run a handful of times a year, feature guests from my Transformational Author Experience, an online training I ran from 2011 to 2018, featuring top authors, publishers, and industry leaders. Some of these interviews are just too good to keep locked up in cyberspace any longer, so I'm bringing you one of my favorites today. Now, Sonia Choquette is a world-renowned author, storyteller, vibrational healer, and six-sensory spiritual teacher in international demand for her guidance, wisdom, and I love this, her capacity to heal the soul. Her books have sold over a million copies worldwide, including her New York Times bestseller, The Answer is Simple. She's most recognized for her ability to instantly change vibration, lift depression, and connect other people to their intuition, which is our goal here today with you. Now, she helps people understand their soul's plan and purpose and leads them to a successful, meaningful, and peaceful life. So, welcome, Sonia. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, and I'm very excited to be part of this uh, course because my passion in life is to help others actually manifest their heart's desire, manifest their their spirit calling. So this is just the thing I love to do most. Mm, well, thank you. And so many people, certainly the thousands who are attending here, part of that spirit calling is for them to bring this book out to the world. So it's a perfect. Right. And now I know why I just had to have you. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually want to share a little story first about how I first became introduced to you. Now, right. Um, it, it's kind of funny. I was in the bookstore, and it was just when all those card decks started coming out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Hay House did an amazing job of getting us all really um, amazing messages in the form of these cards. And I was shopping for my first deck. And I, you know, went to the store, and I looked around, and I felt out every possible deck that I could. And I picked up yours. Oh, your Trust Your Vibes deck was the very first of now a pretty extensive collection, but it was the very first deck that I ever, ever bought. And I have been using them ever since for myself, with clients, with my women's circle. I take them to all of my retreats, whether they're my private retreats or my group retreats. And consistently, they have delivered such powerful messages for healing and transformation for myself and the people that I use them with. So just a personal thank you to you for doing what you are here to do in the world because it's been a great benefit to me and the people I've served in using them. I'm so grateful to hear that. It really <laughs> it really supports my purpose, which is I, I've spent my life really trying to help people get connected to their intuition, which is also really their spirit. And 
when you work with the spirit and you get used to working with the spirit, everything else truly does flow. And so I'm really grateful to hear that that the deck is working for you. It's really, it's the super psychic highway to get on with things. Yeah, the deck is working for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if any of you don't have it yet, next time you're at the bookstore or on Amazon, check it out. It's a Trust Your Vibes deck from Sonia. I just love it. <laughs> okay, so enough with that. But I just wanted to share that with you because I don't think you knew that. I didn't know that. That's really fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think where I'd like to begin is just everyone's been learning so much from hearing bits and pieces of the, every, every teacher's journey. So I'd love if you would start by talking about your journey of becoming an author and, you know, an internationally recognized healer, really. Um, you know, for some people I've been talking to, it's like, oh, I knew my whole life I wanted to do this. And other people I've been talking to have just fallen into authorship as a thing that's just right there for them to do. What was your journey in moving into the work that you do now? Well, I never specifically had a goal to be an author, but I did have an incredible passion to be a teacher mm. and to empower people with with their intuition because in my perspective, it's so fundamental to your success in any endeavor. I just couldn't couldn't fathom how people could succeed really in anything without tuning into and letting their inner voice, their most authentic voice, lead. But I do have to say, so I decided to write. But my first attempt, I was very insecure about being a writer. In fact, quite frankly, I had a lot of question about whether or not I had the right to write. I had, I was, mm. I was entitled. I was never particularly good at it in school and it just so what I did is I wrote a book where I and I called it the practical psychic and in that book I wrote everything I knew but shared nothing about myself because I thought well if nobody knows who's writing then I'll be less inclined to be disqualified and I wrote this book and I actually had a client who was a professional writer and I gave her my book and I was basically looking for her to essentially give me permission to consider myself a writer. She held the book for maybe a month, and it was just an agonizing month for me. I, I waited. I checked my, my phone. It was the days before email. I just checked my phone message. And finally, I ended up doing what I really didn't want to do, which was I called her and said, I, I'm wondering if you if you read my book yet. And her response to me was so devastating. She said, well, I only have one question. Is English your first language? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Just devastated me. I was humiliated and embarrassed, and I, I decided I would never write again. And threw the book in the corner and went back to teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. And then after, after quite a while, I had another student ask me if I would teach her how to be intuitive and that would I write to her because at this time it was the facts days. And 
what I factor, and I remember saying right off the bat, well, English is not my first language. I, I can't do this. Huh. And she, she encouraged me and, and, and pushed me. So I started writing her every day. And actually, my very first book, The Psychic Pathway, is a love letter, a personal letter to a good friend. And that's how that book got written. And so what I learned is when I started writing, and this is something that I've shared with students around the world, first of all, be real clear about who you're writing to. Because a lot of people, like I made the mistake, I was writing to the tribunal at the English department. (laughs) And, you know, I was not writing from my heart. I was writing from my intellect, and I was writing to win approval for a group of people that would most likely criticize me, and that's exactly what I got. But when I decided that I would rather not be an official writer, but I would just be myself and talk on paper, and I would talk to someone I really cared about, and I really, really, really wanted to share my story with, it just flew, just flew out from my heart. I couldn't keep up with it fast enough because it was no longer about me. From an ego point of view, it was about sharing a story, sharing service, sharing my heart, sharing my enthusiasm, and it completely opened me up and got me into a place where writing became just another conversation and a very happy, joyful, fun conversation. And it was a conversation that was not roll to roll. Me, the teacher, me, the expert to you, the reader, but soul to soul, friend to friend. And I've written 18 books in 16 years. And while having a full-time job, while, you know, traveling the world, while having a full-time consulting practice, because it's a joy to just, it's like getting down with a friend and just having a, just having a, a, a conversation. Uh-huh. This is what I've learned. This is what I want to share. And and you know what I've learned, because I've shared this with a lot of my students, and I have at least 50 students who have now become published authors, at least 50, who have used the same philosophy of just when you speak from the heart and you write from the heart, it tends to flow in a way that you don't have to worry about editing and you don't have to worry about it. It organizes itself. Yes. It 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 really does. The the spirit in you is actually a very good communicator. And if you can let the spirit in of you speak, and and really, who are you speaking to? What who? I really found that when I help with myself or with my students, if you have. You really know who you're writing to, and my advice is write in your in your heart to the most interested, non-critical reader who just loves the message you're conveying and is so grateful to readers. And that has been consistently, when I travel the world, people say, I feel like you wrote that book to me. Yeah. And I say, I did. I absolutely did. And I really have had many of my students do the same thing. And whereas before they got stuck because they were writing to their inner critic, they were writing to their their English teacher in high school. Yeah. 
They were writing to their critical mother or their, their, you know, non-believing, dismissive audience. And when they shifted to that heart space and it was my spirit just sharing to your spirit and what I'm just going to speak from the, speak from, from a place where I feel very safe. I'm just sharing to share, not to get approval, not to be right, but just to share what I love. And I have seen it again and again and again and again. Your spirit is a good writer. Your spirit is a good communicator. I love this. I hope everyone is writing this down. Your spirit is a great writer. Mm -hmm. And that writing actually became a soul-to-soul, a friend-to-friend conversation. Absolutely. These are nuggets I hope you're all, you know, if you're on Facebook and you're sharing your nuggets there already, those would be some good ones to to share because they're so true. I know this is one of the things that I teach when I help authors write is I say write to one person. Right. Because I also see people who write to this nebulous group of kind of nondescript people and their writing feels like it's going out to some nebulous, nebulous group it's of nondescript people and it doesn't. Impersonal. It's, it's impersonal. It and then land. people, when they read something impersonal, they get bored. Yeah. Like, this isn't relevant to me. Yeah. So write to the one person that you feel in your heart and spirit and, and, and really want to empower. Whether you're a fiction writer, whether you're a, a, a self-help writer, whether you're a business writer, something about your message will bring empowerment to someone. And, and, and your spirit, your intuition loves to empower the spirit of another because we share the spirit. Mm. So it, it, to me, that, that is the key. I, when I read a book, I can tell immediately if, if that book was written from intuition or if it has a non-personal, non-spirited voice. And a non-spirited voice is, is, is a non-interesting book. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Very well said. I love how you're talking about really tapping into this intuition because I know obviously you talk a lot about being a sixth sensory person and in this case specifically a sixth sensory author. author. Mm-hmm. I would just love for those who this might be really new, right? I mean, this whole program, the transformational author experience, I mean, my purpose with it, I think, as everyone is feeling is that I'm about the transformation and mm-hmm. authorship happens to be one vehicle that makes that happen. Right. But there are a lot of people who came into this program, you know, really just, okay, I want to be an author, I want to be an author. And they're really having their minds and their hearts expanded in terms of the transformation and the personal journey that this is. And as you talk about becoming a sixth sensory author, would you just explain a little bit more in really basic um, terms, if you can, what that really means to those I would love to aren't familiar with this whole concept and they're just going whoa okay this is new to me take me back let me understand the first thing I'd like to say is transformation when we talk about transformation as human beings we are actually speaking directly to opening up and beginning to recognize ourselves 
as spirited, intuitive, light beings as opposed to conglomerates of ego defenses that that define who we are. We are actually activating and, and beginning to live from a frequency that acknowledges, as science acknowledges, we have six senses, and our sixth sense is the sense of intuitive response, that we live, we have a, a consciousness in our heart space, but they've all, science has also acknowledged and identified parts of the brain, activation in the throat, in the heart space, in your gut, even in your cells themselves that light up and respond to energetic vibration. And so our sixth sense is that that voice in us that is not temporal, that is not literal, that is not outward-oriented and just a response to, to what our physical senses feed us, but is our infinite self that is connected to the quantum field. The self that is that is able to connect to far more than than our immediate sensory body um, is able to tune into. It's sort of like the best way I say I, I make people aware it. It's like when you're driving a car and you have a GPS. Mm-hmm. The GPS is is coming from a satellite that sees way beyond and informs you way beyond what your immediate five senses can um, inform you right in front of your nose. So that is the thing that that it's like our higher self informs our conscious mind. And so what happens, which is so exciting when you're writing and you begin to tune into this higher conscious self, and I'll tell you how in just a second, you start channeling in a way. You start channeling, and by that things stream out of you and everybody has had this experience where it's coming faster than your your mind it's not like pulling teeth all of a sudden the ideas and the and the communication starts flowing through you and you are a conduit of something much much bigger and much much greater than than your own intellectual self your own ego self and when you're a writer and you get into that flow, it's exciting. All of a sudden, you read it back and go, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is good stuff. I didn't know I thought that. Now, the way to tune into your intuition is to recognize, first and foremost, that it is the voice of your spirit. So start thinking about your spirit. How is your spirit today? And you might even do a warm-up exercise with your with your writing where you just write down everything your spirit loves. And that's the part of you that gets so involved with life you forget yourself. I love riding my bike. I love I love cooking uh Cajun food. I love singing and and dancing and when or I love singing in the car I love dancing in the shower I love playing with my kids or my dog I love beautiful hot cup of coffee in the morning with 15 minutes all to myself just it it gives the voice of your spirit a, a expression and you can actually put your hand on your heart and ask yourself what does my spirit love and 
and voice it because when you name it, you claim it. And these you know, are ways to shift the channel out of your intellect. And I've traveled all over the world. And I have asked that question to people in every culture, in business centers, in hospitals, in, in, in convents, in, in, um, colleges. And I say, what is your spirit love? Everybody has an answer. It's just that we're not used to asking that question. Can we, are you open to just giving everyone a little bit of space right now to do that in this moment? Absolutely. This is the perfect moment to do it. Great. So I'm just going to ask everyone, unless you're listening while you're driving, I don't want you to have pen and paper, but have pen and paper handy. And I would invite you, if you feel safe and comfortable, to just close your eyes. Place your hand over your heart. Maybe both hands over your heart, whatever feels most natural and comfortable for you. And either ask the question internally, just in silence, ask it in your mind's eye, ask it in your, in your heart. Some of you may want to voice that question out loud to hear yourself say it. What does my spirit love? Just ask it. Listen for the answer. does my spirit love feel into your heart and then once you see what that answer is just go ahead and jot it down just for you and just the beginning of tuning into your intuition by connecting with what your spirit loves Thank you, Sonia. I just felt like there's some people who need that opportunity right now in this minute to do that. So I'm glad we... Oh, I think that was great. And I want to just add, if you are driving or not, it really is quite empowering to voice it out loud. Because when you give your spirit a voice, it is a lot to say. Hmm. So you're all muted right now, as you can tell. The line is nice and quiet. Go ahead and say it out loud. Just right now to yourself. Take a moment and speak it. And if you're driving, this is your opportunity. Maybe you can shout it at the top of your lungs if that's what the experience is wanting you to have. Good. Thank you for speaking it. It's a powerful prayer right there that you spoke and wrote. And thank you, Sonia, for adding the power of giving it voice. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Where were we? Well, so then let's look at the next step. What blocks it? And what blocks writing? What blocks your intuition is the same thing that blocks your writing. And so I have another really incredible tool that clears it. And that is to, and this is another thing I'd really love everyone to do right now, is to actually write down or speak out, and ideally both, what are you afraid of? 
We spend so much time trying to hide our fears that we completely consume our energy and awareness, and it takes us away from our intuition and our creative voice, which are one and the same. So what are you afraid of? For example, I'm afraid I'll be rejected. I'm afraid I'll be disappointed. I'm afraid my book won't won't be good enough. I'm afraid I'll be laughed at. I'm afraid I'll never finish. I'm afraid that I'll be too vulnerable. If people know how I really feel and when I put it on paper, they'll have evidence of how I really feel. Just, just, and I call this tool emptying the garbage. Mm-hmm. Empty the garbage and keep doing it until there's nothing else there. And then when it's what you're going to discover after you empty the garbage is when you get to that point where there's no more fears to hide, you're not afraid anymore. Because what what consumes you is not fear. All human beings have fear. I have fear. It's hiding fear that blocks you. But when you put fear into the light, it evaporates. And it's really quite incredible. And what's behind fear is your authentic, intuitive voice. And the one that wants to create, wants to write, wants to engage, wants to share, wants to play, and it's it can't get it past the garbage. So empty the garbage. That'd be something else that would be really nice to do for yourself right now. So let's just give everyone a few moments to do that. If you've got pen and paper, you know, write it, get it down, speak it, get it out. You're only given so much energy in any day. And the amount of energy that is being spent on hiding this fear is energy that once released, once you don't have to put the energy into hiding that fear, all of that energy can now go towards opening the floodgates of intuition and creativity to flow for you. So just write those things down. Just know that whatever comes up is fine. You're safe. You're here. You're being guided to this experience. You're not going through it alone. There's thousands of other authors listening who are also in this moment taking the risk that you are to see it, to write it down, to voice it, to release it. And make room, make space for what then can flow with all of that extra energy going towards now your intuition and your creativity. All right, jot down the last few words. Speak the last few words. And as you do, know that you are releasing through the writing and the speaking, not affirming, releasing. It's a releasing energy behind every word you write and every word you speak. All right. I'm so glad we're doing this, Sonia. I know we're helping so many people right now. Me too. And the thing is that these tools work. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so exciting. Now, the other thing I'd really love to encourage people 
to do in terms of allowing their intuitive voice, their spirit, their most authentic self to be the writer is to actually work at least 30 minutes a day, every day writing. And you can write tic-tac-toes if you want. <laughs> but my teacher, one of my great teachers, Charlie, said, Sonia, you know, your your mind makes, your mind gets adjusted to certain expectations. And if it expects that this is the time of day that you're going to really tune inward and tune into your intuitive voice, then the mind will organize and support that. But if you're going to let it be sort of a catch-as-catch-can, you're not going to be terribly successful. And I have decided that I've experimented with this. It it doesn't take a lot of time. In fact, you're probably going to be more successful if you do less time. But you, you work every day, and it's just an appointment with your spirit. And you write down to yourself, even, what my spirit says today. And you can put different columns, what it says about my health, what it says about my my work, what it says about my book. And things will pop in. And then you'll be excited and you'll have content and you'll be ready to write. It'll actually, you open a floodgate that comes, and if we want to be analytical, let's just say we're going to the other side of the brain. But we're really going to the to the deeper, more authentic self. And the, I want to give you two words that will get that flowing guaranteed. Okay? And these are, this is what you put at the top of the page. I wonder huh. what my spirit says. I wonder that immediately gets you out of that intellectual, figured-out, self-conscious brain and taps you into the wide, wonderful world of possibilities. So I wonder what my spirit says about, and then write down maybe your most immediate challenges, about my time crunch, about my, my, my frustrating relationship, and then put the book as one category, but not necessarily the category. Just the categories of what's really up for you now. Because often what will be in one category will roll over into the other category. What I write about my relationships might be a fantastic conversation to take to my book. You see? So you want to put categories that are just what is up for you. What is up for you? What a powerful prompt. I wondered, you can just feel, mm-hmm. at least I can feel the spaciousness, the openness, the play that that brings in. It's like, oh, this isn't any particular, you know, perp- you know, mission that I have that I need to accomplish. This is a, wa- a wondering, an exploration. And with that kind of spaciousness, I can see, Sonia, why you've helped so many people become published because that just opens up a new world of discovery. Yes. Love it. And it love it. never fails. No. Sometimes it's scary, though. <laughs> I well, do this kind of writing every morning. I Almost, almost every morning. I can't, I can't well, claim every morning. Well, you know, morning, that's why we emptied the garbage before. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I'm scared that I have to write every day. I'm scared that's going to take up my time. I'm afraid that's going to be a burden. I'm afraid that's going to interrupt with my yoga. I'm afraid that's going to interrupt with my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. but And it doesn't have to be in the morning. I have written part of my books in the morning, and I have written part of my books in the evening. You know, so whatever time you can afford yourself, 15, 20 minutes. But believe me, that is a check-in with your brilliant self. Your brilliant self. And it's never, once you get into the practice, it's a place that you will really love to to spend some time every day. It's not going to be a work burden it's actually going to be fun. Mm, thank you. Thank you. And tr- and I think I want to add is to trust what comes. Trust well, what comes. Yeah. And just, you know, just, this is a good point. Whatever comes, let it come. And you don't even have to necessarily do anything about it at that point. Just, just let it be witness. It's just because you write something down is not a mandate that this is what you have to do. Instead, put it out there and see how it affects you energetically and vibrationally. Because when the spirit speaks, when you give your heart a voice, when your authentic and, and divine self gets to communicate, it has a very visceral physical, energetically empowering impact on you. It is not a head thing. You feel relieved. You feel excited. You feel incur you feel satisfied. You feel relaxed. And all of a sudden, and this is really something that people don't think about, you actually when you move out of the intellectual space, which is a very mentally contracted space, and into Spirit, time itself expands. And you get the time all of a sudden to create what you want to create, which is your book. It, it, it actually shifts. And so there, there, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you for sharing this. I feel like you're just speaking exactly what so many people need to hear in this journey of becoming a transformational author and writing that book, which is a very intuitive, creative, you know, fluid process. It's not, you know, like sit down on the weekend and crank out any old book. This is about the journey of your life, really. Right. The journey of discovering more of who you are and what's trying to come through you and how you can best serve and share that message to help others. I'm so, I'm just so grateful that this is happening right now. Um, now, one of the questions that I have is, you know, we might have some people right now listening, uh, uh, one group saying, oh, my gosh, this is the most amazing thing. I'm so grateful. I'm hearing this. I'm going to start, you know, today with doing my 30 minutes of writing. I'm going to begin with, I wonder, and there are many people right now who I have a sense of the energetic shifting that's happening inside of them that is going to create incredible movement for their book moving forward. I know we've got a lot of people like that right now. They they're they're just they're feeling the vibration and they're shifting as we speak. 
Now, we may also have some people listening right now who might be saying, I've tried that. I've been there. I've gone down that road. And it hasn't worked for me. I'm still struggling to get the words out. Well, I would love any wisdom you can share for that person who feels like they're doing it and yet have not opened up the floodgates of that, you know, divine flow and intuition to come through them. Can you help them? Yes. I would say what you want to do is actually listen to your own melody. And the get the words out means your throat chakra is is still really being controlled and is really being choked off and your spirit is still being muted. And what I'm going to suggest for you is going to surprise you. But I suggest you start practicing every day singing in the car, in the shower, on the street, wherever you can. Do, re, me, Mary had a little lamb, (laughs) Mick Jaggers, you know, Jumpin' Jack Flash, whatever. But we want to get your throat chakra opened up. And then when you write for two weeks, do not write your book. Write jokes. Write stories of your past. Write what you're angry about, especially write what you're angry about with you, with life, with others. Because often, if the voice isn't flowing, your fear has been buried and it's been covered up by anger and control. And that creates sort of a tight knot, a little vicious cycle. I've been there. I've been there myself. I have great compassion. But if you sing, and you sing a lot. Pretty soon, that knot loosens, and then you just write about what you're angry about, all of it, the things you'd never admit. I'm angry that everybody wrote my book before me. I'm angry that there are authors who are published who, who I don't even think have a right to be to be in the paper they're taking up. I'm angry that I didn't, this, this should be my life, and it's not. I'm angry that, that publishers wouldn't even respect and treat me the way. Just write what you're angry about because that's what's blocking you. Fear that's buried. And the singing, believe me, believe me, do do not dismiss the singing because we want that, the, the, the throat is the chimney of the heart and song is the, 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 the plug to the heart. So sing. Sing on your way to work. Sing in the shower. And people are thinking, wow, that's weird. I don't, I don't <laughs> sing. And that is a loss. When we give up our singing voice, we've given up our connection to our most authentic self. We come in singing. Never mind if you can sing on key. I can't. Can't sing on key at all. Tell everybody I'm a rock star from Saturn. I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> you know, it, it's not about that. I'm not saying perform. I'm saying sing and see what happens because now, these things will open you up and give you your voice back. I feel like when I want to ask very personally just for myself because I, I do sing 
but mm-hmm. certainly not every day. I mean, I sing, you know, my heart's content at church on Sunday mornings. I'm singing, you know, with my daughter. We're going to be rocking out to Adam Lambert. We're singing. Mm-hmm. But something that I do do every single day is I chant, and I chant the sounds of the seven chakras to open them. Um, Chanting does, is singing. Does chant, okay, so ch- chanting counts. That part of me is like, okay, does chanting yeah. count? Can chanting I take that is singing. <laughs> chanting is singing. Yeah. And you know, all money pied my own. That's, you know, we sing it. It's singing. It, it yeah. goes to the other, it, it gets out of the intellectual neighborhood. It opens you up to the bigger you. And when you're actually, your whole entire brain lights up and your heart opens up. So sing, chant, whatever you want to call it. But the key is, you're not thinking. Mm-hmm. You're feeling. You're feeling. You're not thinking. You see what I mean? Singing. The singing it frees and the chanting. up a deeper self. It frees up your authentic self. Even when you chant, don't you notice after a while... Your energy shift. Oh my gosh! Half the times I chant, I just start cracking up. I mean, by the yes. time I get to my sixth chakra, I'm like sitting alone in my meditation room, laughing hysterically. And do you know, I say that laughter is the first language of spirit. It's the universal language of spirit, and when you laugh, you're free of your own prison. Especially when there's nothing that's funny. <laughs> and the laughter is just the only thing that's there because everything else is gone. Yes. Oh. So oh. these are techniques that, these are tools to get, what I say, get you out of your own small little stuck neighborhood of, of negative and fearful and, and frustrated thinking and habits and behaviors, and put you into the flow of your... I mean, if God put in you the the urge to write a book, then you can assure that you work on the the quantity, and God will work on the quality. You just just, just trust that if you connect to to this this non-intellectual controlling self, and you just work from a place of, okay... And I'd like to give a piece of advice to everybody that I think will really liberate them. And it's what liberated me. Just be willing to write a lousy book. Hmm. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't need to write the tome or the, or the, the, the book. The life changing, this is my defining moment book. See it like a, a love letter instead of the book upon which you will be judged as a human being. And when you get there and you let yourself explore that, I think you're going to find that reading is far less in, or writing is far less intimidating and a lot more fun. I have such a sense, a word that just keeps coming, you know, in for me as I hear you say that is freedom. Yes. Freedom. Yes. Give yourself the freedom to absolutely 
share your spirit with the other, with the spirit of the readers that you're speaking to. And again, it's not your defining moment. I think this is what really gives people, uh, mute people, that this is going to be the thing that defines you. And actually, to tell you the truth, as a published author, anything you write is really just a venue to a platform to work with others one-on-one or in, in speaking with them or in workshops or in interviews. It's only one. It'll open a door to many more ways that you can connect. So take the pressure off it being the thing that's going to define you or legitimize you as a person because it isn't so. And instead, like I said, if you could just consider maybe it's just a love letter to life. My love letter to people in this world. Then I think you'll find when you write to give instead of to get, it's certainly a lot easier. Indeed. Thank you. This is so juicy. Um. One of the things that I also wanted to make sure we covered, and I can feel it, um, I can feel it energetically in everything that we're talking about, that it's there, Mm -hmm. but I think it might be valuable to also speak to it head on, if you will, and that is about two essential, I don't want to say characteristics, two essential ways of being, two essential traits that are really going to help someone, you know, succeed in this endeavor. And that is courage. You know, so often the authors that I work with on the other side of the process, the courage that they discover that they have inside of them to do this Mm -hmm. has radically transformed who they know themselves to be in the world, as well as the confidence that comes from seeing themselves put their words on paper in a way that can really serve others. There are any more that you can add, um, you know, tying all of this in to courage and confidence and the roles that they play in helping someone open and really move forward with this dream and this service? Well, I'd like to speak first to courage because what I think a lot of people don't know is the word courage comes from the French word cur, which means heart. Mm. So courage means to live from the heart. And, and it, you know, I wrote in my book, The Answer is Simple, the four chambers of the heart. And one is open heart, which is the heart of your inner child. Declare heart, which is the heart of your, of your objective adult who's not a victim. The wise heart, which is your forgiving heart, that recognizes there's nothing that's worth, worth holding any resentment. And then the fourth is the courageous heart. And the courageous heart is you just do what you do, no matter what's going on around you. Do what you do. Do what you love, no matter what is going on around you. And so I really do want people to know that it is actually... The, it is metaphysically, energetically, the lower left chamber of your heart, the, courage, the courageous heart, the heart of Gandhi, the heart of Mother Teresa, 
the heart of this country when it when it broke with tradition and 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 voted a man of color for the first time the heart of the people who who go up in space and and go underwater and do heart transplants they're not following their their logic brain that's very fearful and controlling and doesn't want to be be vulnerable so that's what courage means and confidence is the self that is connected to the divine quantum field the self that is that is the giving self, the self that is shining, the self that is alive and, and, and a light and, and wants to bring more light to the world rather than the self that's trying to, to get the light or keep the light off of them for fear that they will be exposed as, as unacceptable. So the same element that gives one courage is the one that gives one confidence, which is the light of the spirit within. It's in your eyes. It's in your face. It's in your smile. It's in your authentic self willing to be seen and willing to share and give. And one and the other go hand in hand. But it's the gift that keeps on giving once you connect to this. You don't want anything from anyone else. Your life becomes its own reward. And anything you get back is only a benefit. It's a surprise. It's a bonus. So writing then becomes its its own gift that you give to yourself above all. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I know I had to write this down, that the confidence is the self that is connected to the divine quantum field. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you... When you really like think about what that means, mm-hmm. like it is so incredibly powerful. And everyone, no matter what you've been through, no matter, you know, the great successes, the great challenges, the personal tribulations, no matter what you've gone through, confidence is there for you because it is the self that is connected to the, to the divine quantum field, which is in everyone. It's just, it's so, I just get excited thinking about what, you know, the potential of just that one statement and what it means for everyone listening in this journey, whether they ever write the book, don't ever write the book, they're on this journey. Right. And that is just a nugget that I hope everyone writes down. I hope some of you are, you know, sharing on Facebook um, because it's so incredibly powerful and so true. I just wanted to drive that home um, for everyone. Thank you. The thing is, if you try these few tools, you'll have a direct experience. You really don't even have to believe us. Mm. And that's what I really try to help people have as quickly as possible, is a direct experience. And once you connect to your spirit, because it is who you are, it is natural, Your intuition means inner teacher, inner guide, inner light. That it's there. It's not a needle in a haystack. It's the light on the wall. Turn it on. Mm. And you'll start to see everything with a whole different and far more joyful, far more relaxed, far more creative clarity. And then being a writer, being a speaker, being, being a leader, being... It, it all falls under the same thing. It's being your most authentic self. And there's nothing more 
empowering or more healing. But you have to practice some of these tools and be a little consistent to get out of the old neighborhood in your brain. Great advice for everyone. And you shared so many amazing tools that I know that we're just barely, you know, scratching the surface (laughs) of the treasure trove of tools that you have um, for all of our listeners. I know they've gotten a lot today. I do have one more um, important question that I want to ask you. But first, I know as we did sort of our pre-call, you had talked about two specific resources that you just wanted to make sure everyone knew about. So I'm going to direct them over to your site, which you can get to with the usual um, code, if you will. Just go to transformationalauthor.com forward slash Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, all lowercase. That's transformationalauthor.com forward slash Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, and again, that's all lowercase. And in the middle of that page, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a button that says online courses. It's this, there's like three of them stacked. It's the one on the bottom. Click on online courses. And Sonia, just real briefly, wanted to bring your attention to two of the courses she has available that she feels will really help you take what you learned today further. The, the two courses that I think would be very supportive is the first is the power of your spirit. 30 Days to Call Your Spirit Home. And in that online course, I send you a lesson a day via email that just really, it's a beautifully designed course. It's visual, but it's its a tool like the ones I've given you that just keeps empowering and and activating and and putting in into process the idea of connecting to your your most authentic expanded self so especially for those who this is brand new to and they're not really supported in their life and it's not set up to be that supportive to them this is a is a tool that will give your spirit a voice and that voice is the voice that will write your book and then the other course i have is called your heart, creating your heart's desire. And this is a little longer online course where I will send you a lesson every single day via an email that's little and bite-sized and a lesson that you can do that teaches you how to live from the spirit and manifest from the spirit and create from the spirit and not drop the ball on yourself and go back into your old habits where you forget, where you mean to, but you forget. So it's like hand-holding mentoring. This was a course that was voted um, one of the most powerful courses to change your life by New Woman Magazine. And it's in several universities, including the University of Santa Monica's Creative Arts Department for writers and, and movie makers. It's, But more than just reading the book, I actually mentor you through the process. And I really feel that for those who just want that mentoring and that that extra daily support, because I know how people learn. People learn in bite sizes. They don't, you don't, you take an idea, but you actually have to practice it in bite sizes to get the kind of results that will make a visible difference and produce in your life what you want. And that's what I've done for 37 years is be that kind of mentor. So, those are the two things that I think, especially for one, for writers who are in the making, that would just absolutely get you there. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing those. I know when you told me about them, I'm like, oh, yeah, we definitely want to make sure that everyone knows about those. 
So again, just transformationalauthor.com forward slash Sonia, all lowercase, S-O-N-I-A. And then it's the online courses button that you want to look for, the third down in that stack, and then go through. And um, again, just making sure that the two courses that you check out there are The Power of Spirit and Creating Your Heart's Desire. Thank you for um, mm-hmm. letting everyone know about those resources. Um, now, one other question. I feel like I could talk to you forever because this is <laughs> you're speaking my language and the language of, I know, so many people listening. Um, but we do have to kind of wrap up. And in closing, what I'd like to ask you is if you would be willing to share, you know, besides the wisdom about being willing to write a lousy book, mm-hmm. um, as far as the transformational journey that everyone listening is really walking right now as they, you know, listen to these classes, said yes to this program, or want to be, you know, consider themselves a transformer in the world. What nugget of wisdom do you want to leave them with that they can take on that journey? Well, I think the transformation is to shift our identity away from human, human homo sapien to homo spiritus, light being. That that is what we are transforming. Transformation is not just rearrangement. It is a complete breakdown of the old and a liberation and a, and, and a real activation of something completely different. And so every day, I think the way to, to integrate that transformation so it becomes such a, a, a part of your life you don't even give it a second thought is when you... When you wake up in the morning, when you move through the day, just say a thousand times, I love my spirit. When you see other people, look them in the eyes, see the spirit, the life force behind those eyes and say to them, I love your spirit or how's your spirit today? And we're changing the channel and we're moving away from roll to roll, ego to ego bump cars where all the problems of this planet exist. And we're starting to connect spirit to spirit, light being the light being. And there's only one spirit we share. So all the drama goes away and in its place, real creativity becomes possible. So change your identity from, from, from me against them to I love my spirit and I love the spirit we all share. And I'm very excited to express it in my own unique way this day. And it will transform your life. I hope you enjoyed today's flashback episode. I'm sure you can see why I wanted to dust this interview off and share it with you today. Be sure to keep listening for more great flashback shows coming up in the future. And now it's time for the regular show close. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in. 